3: Greetings, welcome inside. Happy Thursday. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Harmon off, I believe he's in Chicago. Steve DeSager. In for Harmon tonight hey, as we Steve. are live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Now, Steve DeSager, fresh off a stat <laughs> run the last couple of days of figuring out what Max Muncy's average home run rbis would be if he played every game against the giants every game we talked about it a couple of nights
4: ago and then he just goes off on them again last night
3: so 97 home runs 204 (laughs) rbi and a 457 batting average right if he played every game against the Giants, it was
4: already realistically 60 homers a year if he faced san francisco (laughs) all the games throughout the summer (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, I know where the Giants are going in free agency. Whenever whenever we can get a chance, yes. we got to go get Muncie. He's doing that against us. We got to go get him. Of course, he
4: won't night. get to bat against Giants pitching that way. But sure, go ahead, no, go for no, it. No,
3: no, no. And look, and, and it being Max Muncie with, with the Dodgers having tonight off, like he, he's easily a guy that you can see tomorrow going, oh, where are the Dodgers tomorrow? Oh, oh they got the Cubs. Oh, he'll go zero for five, five strikeouts. Sure, the Cubs. yeah, yeah. This 5. is not a
4: three hundred hitter, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and I, a lot of power, <laughs> but sure. So you're going platinum sombrero?
3: Oh yeah, I, if I can, if I can always predict two home runs and six RBI for every Max Muncie game against the Giants, I. I will give you 0 for 5, platinum sombrero against the Cubs tomorrow night.
4: Silver sombrero, golden sombrero.
3: Yeah, oh yeah. Three yeah, strikeouts, 100%. four
4: strikeouts in a game.
3: Five strikeouts, six yeah. strikeouts, whatever you get to. Whatever you get to. What's what?
4: after platinum,
3: Steve? Oh. Has that been done? Felt like uranium? <laughs> It's like, (laughs) well, I always go like gold was double platinum. It's like their gold records thing, right? Kiss double platinum. Like that was always the big record growing up was, oh, the Kiss double platinum is awesome. Oh, double
2: platinum with Kiss. Yeah, let's have it. (laughs) double platinum
3: yeah because it's gold and then it's platinum and then and that's how i learned it because of records it's gold record then platinum and then double platinum and then i don't know what's after that yeah I, I don't, it's I don't michael know.
4: jackson after that i don't know what they do yeah, with the record
3: diamond like is it diamond is it is i, I don't I know i just like, remember
4: when uh alexa lawless of course fox soccer commentator when he was playing hmm. for the u.s team he was in a band and they asked hey you've made a recording right is it very prop- popular and he said well I think we went zinc. He, he, <laughs> he couldn't think of anything lower. It definitely uh, wasn't gold or platinum. It was a zinc record. Congratulations. So the batting average for Max Muncy was, has uh. been about zinc the last couple of
3: years. Uh, tonight's show brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously. See terms. Check it out for yourself at Discover.com match. Well, big night major league baseball. We got more coming up. We got 13 wins by the Rays to set a or to to tie the modern MLB record. They are one win away from absolute baseball history. But make no mistake, today was a day that is a great day for the NFL. It's a great day for fans, a great day for the Washington franchise as Dan Snyder has reached an agreement to sell the Washington Commanders Woo-hoo! to a group that includes Josh Harris who owns the 76ers, and, of course, Magic Johnson. They'll get (laughs) Magic involved buying the command. He's in the investment
4: uh, business with him, yeah.
3: So so Magic Johnson, I mean the Magic Johnson Twitter game, now that we have to talk about (laughs) football, oh, my God, that's going to be amazing. Yes.
4: The next tweet will be, uh, that was a first down. That, that would be it's the most obvious tweeter. By the way, this guy who may or may not be buying the commanders, there is an agreement to purchase. Of course, there are a lot of
3: hoops to jump through still, but he intends to he intends to buy yeah. just like Aaron Rodgers intends to be a jet. <laughs> you know, I, I intend I, to buy I, the team. I
4: read on the rundown for the show tonight that Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer.
3: I've, you know, to pull the curtain back, Frostberg does that every bleep at night. He, he puts the rundown together with all our ideas for the show. And the top story is always Aaron Rodgers is still huh. a Green Bay Packer. Does so every single time. There's
4: no first-round pick being exchanged in this whopping deal that's coming? Uh,
3: nope. $6.05 billion, $6. billion. Oh,
4: just the uh, the commander's thing. Yeah, no yeah, first-rounder the there being no, no, exchanged No, 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 either. no, no, no. Yeah.
3: But that's how much the Jets have to pay Aaron Rodgers for the next two years. It's $6 billion. <laughs> it's, it's what it's owed. Um, so it's not signed. So another group could still come in and buy the team, but there is a preliminary non-exclusive agreement to sell. So it's kind of like when you accept an offer on a house, hey, we're accepting backup bids. Oh, wait, the backup bid is for more. Hey, we want that offer instead. Let's mm. go get that offer. So this would be the richest prized of the, the most money ever spent for a sports franchise at $6 billion. Way it, more
4: than the Broncos recently.
3: Well, wait. I mean, th- this shows you that whenever Forbes values a team and things, it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, are, if the if the Washington Commanders are $6 billion, what are the Cowboys? $12 billion, Yeah, I just go back to billion dollars?
4: Come when on. Jeannie Buss, the Lakers owner, years ago, when the Forbes valuation of the Lakers came out at a $1 billion, and she was asked for a comment on that, and she says, well— my dad wouldn't sell it for 2 billion. So how
3: much how much are they worth? <laughs> it's a little low. It's a lot. you know it's funny you know you say that and I remember one time I had a conversation with Scott Boris um, when I was doing uh, Rome is burning, when I was at ESPN, I was on, on the forum on Rome is burning, and Boris came in to do the show as well. So I was a f- yeah. So I was a f- so I was a f- I was a forum guest coming in, and it was when Jim would throw debate topics at at me and somebody else or two people in the forum, and it would be a guest, and Scott Boris was the guest, and it was at the time when Boris was trying to negotiate. The big Manny Ramirez contract with the Dodgers and it was when everyone you know when he would go through the whole well you know more people come to the game so there'd be more money in parking there'd be more money in this and 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 Manny Ramirez would 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 pay for himself basically like because of the additions in parking and revenue and what you'd make it the concession stands all this like giving Manny Ramirez X amount of dollars would be would, would he pays for himself I'm like okay I don't know about that it's a theory but, like, but like if I said Fernando him,
4: Valenzuela did but not all players yeah. <laughs> that are stars have
3: so I said said to him, so this is when Manny Ramirez is in that huge, unbelievable run with the Dodgers that is just legendary, when they had Manny Wood and everything else. And I said, he said, what do you think? I said, well, I'm going to make you pretty happy today. I said, why? I said, because now this is going back to when Manny was, so this is like the early 2010s and I, or late, late 2000s, early 2010s, I said, well, I'll make you happy because I think the Dodgers should give Manny three years and a hundred million. I mean, right now you're three years and a million go, well, that's pretty low. Why would you give him a guy? <laughs> but back then, three years, I like, no one was Ridiculous. making that. I said, yeah. And I said, I'm going to say three years and a hundred million. And Boris looked me in the eye and he said, well, uh, don't sell him short. Like, Whoa. <laughs> he was he was really like, hey, I don't know about you going to three years, and 100 million. I, I, I might be thinking about more than that. And this is, you know, 12, or 13, 14 years ago when Manny Ramirez was, Manny Ramirez, he was hitting 500 in a home run every night. And I said, three years and 100 million. He goes, yeah, don't sell him short. I like, yeah, don't sell him short with this. Yeah, don't well, you short. can ask for anything, right? Uh, and, and yeah, we can say no, but you can ask whatever you want to. But, but it's, you know, it's
4: you've said this before about other things it, it's worth what people will pay for it that's exactly that's what it's, it is
3: a, a sports franchise is like a piece of memorabilia you can say it's worth x amount of dollars but it's really worth whatever someone's going to pay and whatever you pay that's really where the starting point is now like okay so if, if you pay that means that the franchise is worth at least 6 billion and probably more it's almost like real estate when you know before the you know the bottom fell out and real estate became more difficult for the longest time real estate was the biggest investment because real Real estate prices just went up. Certain parts of the country, real estate would go up more. Uh, but, you know, you buy a house and, and if you stay there for 10 years, hey, guess what? Yeah. You buy a house for $250,000. Ten years later, maybe it's worth $500,000. And you go, wow, it went up that much? Yeah, because that's how real estate is. That's kind of like sports teams are. So you buy a sports team, the, the the money it goes up from year to year is immense. It's never coming back down. In it's the a,
4: NFL, certainly yeah. that's the number one easily most popular sporting league in this country.
3: Yeah, it's a small brotherhood of people who can buy teams, so the prices just go up and up, so it's not a surprise. But something a little different than, than, than what people have talked about today with Daniel Snyder. And, and clearly the big headline is, ding dong, the witch is dead, right? Hey, he's gone. He's a bad guy. <laughs> he was bad for the NFL. And it's great that he's gone. And I get that. But you know what? Everybody knows that. Everybody know. Anybody could, you want to read a, a column on Fox or ESPN.com, you know that, that Dan Snyder is a bad guy. He was a bad owner and he had to go, right? That's pretty obvious. I think we know that by now. But when I see fans celebrating and I see like the commander celebrating and all these different things, it's a huge win for fans. But for a different reason, because the, the celebration going on right now, really throughout the NFL, because he's out, but really in D.C., I get it because the only thing that you cannot change and you will not see change if, if it doesn't if it doesn't need to is an owner. Right? Because if your team is underachieving and your team is terrible, eventually the players or the coaches or the GMs responsible will be gone and somebody else will be in there. If you're not happy with your team's manager or head coach, guess what? You lose a couple of seasons, you got a new guy coming. Right? It may take a couple of years, but you got a new guy coming. You're not happy with who the first baseman is on your team. Boy, got to hit more than 15 home runs in 125 games. You're going to get a new first baseman, right? Your GM has not put together a really good team in the NBA, and you're not well, – guess what? You're going to get a new GM in a couple of years. It's going to happen. Everything and everybody is accountable from the biggest star to the lowest player from the lowest player up to the general manager. Slower. And owner, ownership is slower, though. You'll agree. But that's the thing. Yeah. If you have a bad owner, you are stuck. You are absolutely stuck because a bad owner – doesn't matter. If I don't want to sell the team, I don't have to sell the team. Jerry Jones. I'm still Jones. making money, right? I'm still making money. I don't need it. As long as I don't do anything that, that makes me get pushed out, which is why it's so rare. I mean, you see this. Daniel Snyder got pushed out and he had to sell the team. You never see that. You, you, an ownership change is usually I want to get out of the business hey boy it's it's, a, it's found money right that oh my god this guy wants to get out and he was such a bad owner we're so lucky I'm so lucky that willpon sold the Mets and Steve Cohen who says I don't care I'll pay for anything that's why I'm so glad that he bought the Mets because he's such a great owner because I don't care I'll buy Carlos Correa I'll buy any of these guys I'll go buy Shohei Otani if I want to that's why it's awesome it's like am people I,
4: that lo- are Clippers owners yeah. same thing with the Balmer money
3: yeah am I loving Woody Johnson right now after the story today that maybe he's nervous about getting Aaron Rodgers. Come on, dude, we got to close the deal. But if you have a bad owner, you're stuck. And if it's an owner and your team is not winning and you're not making a run to get better and the good decisions aren't being made, they're not being held accountable. Right, they're not being held accountable for your team sucking on the field. They're only held accountable if it's something human like this, and you see all the situations that just make your your stomach turn that went on with the Commanders. That's like, okay, this is why Daniel Snyder is out, and and that's what's so rare about this is that owners don't get pushed out. It's very very rare to see an owner get pushed out to have to sell, you know. And and so to see this happen now, this is why Commanders fans, hey, it's a new day for us because how long did you put up with? Daniel Snyder owns his team, and we're terrible. We don't make the right decisions. We don't hire the right coaches. And they embarrass us off the field. And I, I, can't, even, I can't even wear Washington Commander's gear. Didn't even have a name for a year and a half because we couldn't come up with something else coming off of Redskins. All of these different things. And so when, when, you, when you look at that and go, man, you feel bad because you're stuck as a fan. But when the, the owner magically changes, you got to count your lucky stars and go, man, we are really, really fortunate because usually an owner doesn't get pushed out. And if an owner stinks, an owner stinks, and he's there a long, long time. So now the fact that the what commanders had this today, that's why it's a big day of celebration.
4: And he's been there close to 25 years running this football team in Washington, or owning it, I should say, running it into the ground in some respects. And
3: there's still... <laughs>
4: There is still the investigation of, you know, his his personal business acumen and how he treats people. Let's put it that way. That that isn't suddenly dropped. And so if you're another owner in this NFL coterie of men that are privileged enough to own NFL franchises, you really don't care what the purchase price is at this point, do you? You want this problem to go away. You want him personally to go away. So the Snyders are on their way out. Things are on their way. It's not being voted on yet. It's We don't have a written agreement. It is an agreement to sell that hasn't been delivered to the rest of the league quite yet.
3: Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Steve DeSager in for Harmon tonight. To, hey, when your owner is a bad owner and he gets out, that is a big-time lucky day. Understand, that doesn't happen and you get stuck for years. You know, I, had, I had the Will Ponds for for over 20 years, Steve, and I couldn't stand it. Now, it's like a whole new day with Steve Cohen. It's so awesome. Uh, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. Coming up next, yeah, we got more NFL on the way, but wow, do we have an nba story to tell you i want to know who the most hated person in the league now is apparently well we have that answer that's next right here jason and steve fox makers okay. yo
1: be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app
0: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip
3: oh uh, too early for this song too early in. man come Take on
2: i mean you were gone so i had to you know get you back with a couple
3: oh, yes I yes. fox sports radio the jason smith show with mike harman steve Desager in for Harmon tonight Tonight's show brought to you by discover at the end of your first year discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned that's right everything you earned is doubled seriously see terms check it out for yourself at discover.com. What a great song. We Slash should hear notch. that every night. Right? No, no we don't know no, we don't need this song. <laughs> Tyshirt is under this mistaken the, the impression that this song is better than it is. It's great. You know, it's yeah. It's like it's like all. Well, you know, honestly, it's like all the Raptors fans out there right now that keep thinking, "Oh man, well we're still really good." And Van Vliet is good. no. Your title was years ago. You're a five hundred team. team. Yeah, Come you. on, stop. You're a five hundred team. Let's just like guess what, let Jason. Go. What's up? Steve rolled up to the jukebox with a roll of quarters, so you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's okay, because what I really thought you were going to say was, guess what, Jason, what? Well, the, the Lakers suck, are yeah. back! you are going to tell me the Lakers are back! Another 500 team. Back! Of course They're the Lakers back! are back! They're back! You had them tanking to play Denver. Come on. They're back! They did for like three and a half quarters. Don't tell me they didn't. That was. Ta- and then AD was tanking at the end with that foul call uh, at the end on no, Mike Tanking come. would be them losing. Oh well, hey, they tried to give the game away. They tried, they tried, they tried. And Minnesota just wouldn't take. They're it. back. They're back. <laughs> uh, so while the Lakers are back, yes, couple of big stories out of the NBA, really quick. One best story of the day. Mike Brown is your NBCA NBA coach of the year. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you months ago he was the coach of the year, and it's not even close. Uh, The NBCA National Basketball Coaches Association coach of the year. uh, In other words,
4: this is the other head coaches voting on him.
3: Yes, this is this was named for the former executive director, Michael Goldberg. This is based on a vote of the league's 30 head coaches. You can vote for one person and you can't vote for yourself, which if they would do school elections that way, I don't know that I would have become president <laughs> of my second grade class. How many well, you,
4: times did you vote for yourself?
3: Oh, I, you know, I feel really bad. You know, you're going to you're going to rip open a huge wound with me, Steve. OK, so in how much fir- food did you
4: promise other people to vote for you?
3: No, no. in 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 second grade. I ran for president against one of my best friends and we were running and we did this whole thing. We said, okay, you vote for me and I'll vote for you. I said, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And so he went, he says, I voted for you. I said, okay, great. And I went and I voted for me. So I said uh, I voted for him, but uh, I, re- I mean I feel awful about. You
4: this. were a politician even at a young age.
3: I did. I kind of knew. Now, luckily, I didn't win by just one or two votes, so it was I, I was okay. Uh, but I still, you know, till this day, I feel bad. I go, boy, but I, I kind of wanted to win. I kind of knew back then I, I was competitive. I think I knew. I, I think that's when I knew I, I'm, uh, competitive. Jason, I'm competitive. Jason,
4: it's called lying. Actually, yeah. no, you no, no, no. Should I not have learned that at a young.
3: I, I don't know that it was lying. I think yes, maybe-
4: actually, you said I will vote for you, and you did not vote for him. That is lying.
3: Uh, I think in politics, lying is different. No, there's it's a different called, definition. It's not
4: called lying enough.
3: Call I a spade think, a spade. No, I think I had alternative facts. Now, when, was it. Oh, my well, alternative, is my politics, alternative yeah. fact <laughs> was I'm not voting for you. That was the alternative uh, fact. And now right?
4: I know who you're uh, running your campaign was, Kelly Kellyanne Conway, with that expression. No, I, I think, did you uh, give a speech <laughs> in front of the school and did you promise <laughs> Coca Cola and the drinking fountains and all of that? <laughs> uh,
3: no, I forget what I. It was second grade, so I probably promised, like, you know, another five minutes of recess. I I don't know something that I probably couldn't give, uh, which again, what politicians do—they promise something yeah. they can't give. So I, I think I kind of did that, but no, I was happy to win. I was happy to win, and I—I I view it as more as I saw myself being competitive. I was more cut out for the cutthroat world of politics than my best friend who voted for me. And I realized, okay, you know, cause you got—you got you know, to be tough, man. You know, you can't—you know—you you, got to break a—you know—break a few eggs to make no, an omelet, no, you know. I, no. I, also maybe, known
4: as lying.
3: I might have saved him from a life of disappointment. You know, I'm not cut out for politics. I got to go do something else. And maybe he went on. I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I moved in the middle of second grade, so he became president. So, uh, Wait a minute. I, you I moved you won the
4: office and didn't yeah. stick around for your term?
3: No. You know why? Because my aunt could no longer pick me up from school. It was too far. She's like, I can't pick him up anymore. So I had to go closer to home. So I had to change schools, middle of second grade.
4: Wow. Those voters are defrauded. Duped.
3: Yeah. And not was, just your
4: friend. Everybody.
3: Honestly, very traumatic. This is why I never. I ne- for you, I, not you, them. When you think about no, when you think about kids changing schools, like oh, honestly, sure, it's, yeah. it's a big Mid-school deal mid school, especially. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I don't not want I can't believe I had to do that because my aunt, who was in high school, who would pick me up from school, like didn't want to do that anymore because she wanted to go out with her friends a- a- after high <laughs> she school. wanted but. to have a life yeah. is what so you're she's So she's <laughs> so she's I can't pick Jason up anymore. So she said, Well, you got to go to you got to go to a PS 45, which is closer to the house, which honestly was seven houses away from uh, from where I mean seven houses, and that's where the school was and it turned out huh? to really like it there yeah because when, when i moved um where i was living i was zoned for a different school so i was like okay but that's that's where all my friends were and then this school opened and i was like okay so but i still wanted to go to the other school because all my friends were there but then they were like no we're not doing this you could walk down the street. steve it's staten island don't ask yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, it was very. it's very traumatic it so conclusion
4: you're saying at a very young age you actually did not control your own life
3: no, no. I, huh. Well, I couldn't drive then. I couldn't drive when I was, you know, seven or eight. I didn't know how to drive. Surprised while. you couldn't dupe somebody
4: else into <laughs> driving. <Okay.
3: laughs> hey, Lizzie, can you give me a ride home every day? And then I'll I drive I'll give you. you five dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, so I, I, no, I, I, think, uh, I think I saved him from a life of heartache, from, from getting into the wrong field. Maybe now he's in medicine and he's figured out something. Or, you know,
4: he's I done something think. with his life instead of, you know, like yeah. sports.
3: Maybe he's the guy, who saw that story last week, that hey, there could be a pill and treatment for cancer by the end of the decade. Maybe that's him. I, maybe that's him, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm just here entertaining people every night, which is what I should be doing.
4: Or maybe he didn't think lying was a bad thing, and instead he thought he would create some device that could like test blood and fifty different blood tests with one one machine, and then and now is going to prison next week.
3: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Stop. It's not. It's not. Not the same. Trust oh, me. Not the okay. same person. Not. But uh, back to the big story. We told you weeks ago there was one coach for coach of the year in the NBA, and it was Mike Brown, who did the bleeping impossible. As much as I love Tom Thibodeau, who got a couple of votes, uh, Mike Brown was the winner, and it was the easiest choice because you're talking about a team that hadn't made the playoffs since 2006. 16
4: The longest current drought of any of the four major sports.
3: Yeah, and now who's the longest drought? the Jets. Hooray! <laughs> he comes back to the Jets. But we told you he he was the only choice to take it, to, again, for 16 years and to come in in one year and without superstars. Well, he's got good players, right? He's got sure. good players, but superstars he doesn't have. And, and he didn't just squeak into the playoffs. It's not, hey, boy, you got it as a six seed. That's pretty cool. You are in the play-in round. No, you're they have a home three court seed. with Golden State. You, you, you got up to a three seed. Now we'll see what happens in the playoffs because now I get really nervous. It was for Sacramento, but I mean, well, they're gonna this have to play defense at
4: some point. You would think.
3: Oh, I mean, playoffs do did. happen
4: to bring that out. They're gonna play <laughs> D.
3: He did the impossible, Steve. He won with Sacramento. I mean, that's that's, that's impossible. And uh, we saw this coming from dude, who? Who else? Um, I love Tibbs. Tibbs is great, man. Hey, it, it's it's an awesome job he did, right? Joe Mazula, who stepped into a thankless situation in Boston. Look, Boston. That's great. These guys all have star players on their team. They all got guys they spent a lot of money on. Mike Budenholzer, really? Hey, Giannis, go do something. Come on, man. It's, <laughs> no, a, come no, really? on. He's the they had some again.
4: injuries. I will say, with Mike Brown in context, he won more games first year in Sacramento than he did walking into the Lakers first year about oh. a decade ago. That is saying something.
3: That is it's unbelievable for Mike Brown. Like I'd say we told you so, but it'd be absolutely well deserved. He was amazing. Now, from what's a great story to a story that has become really difficult over the course of the past couple of days, and that is apparently everybody hates Zion now. Everybody hates Zion Williamson, didn't come back for the Pelicans play-in, they lose. He they're was out. they're done. He was, he was dunking in pregame warm-ups and then gave the speech a day before that, well, I feel okay, but I don't want to come back until I can play like Zion. I'm going to go third person and say, wow. when I'm ready to play, I'm ready to play. It's like watching Zava from Ted Lasso. Uh, when I can come back to play, I can come back to play when I feel like myself, but I can't come back now and varying degrees of reports as to how pleased or not pleased the Pelicans are with Zion Williamson. Some teammates said, hey, everything is cool. Other teammates, after the the game, C.J. McCollum said, hey, we got to be available. And he was cleared to play the game, but he just felt he couldn't play. And now everybody hates him. This is a guy that came into the league that was going to take over the league and now look at how much everybody hates him and is jumping up and down on him. Now, first things first, the dunking pregame – He didn't look that explosive... I mean, I, I, I just because he was dunking and and everybody on social media was well, look how explosive he's gonna he's no, three hundred pounds. Let's yeah, be honest. He's kind of moving at three quarter speed. I, I didn't I didn't quite see the explosive you know trick between the legs. Uh, yeah, he was dunking, but it looked like he was. So I don't put so much stock in that. And by the way, he's
4: not seven feet three hundred pounds. More like six, six, 300 pounds.
3: Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a it's a weight thing, and you don't know how much he is at odds with the Pelicans because they want to weigh him every month you know skip bayless brought that up today on fs1 that hey uh, his stepfather is running things and the relationship between the pelicans and the this and is Zion like kyler is murray great.
4: being mad you brought this uh, yeah. on yourself if yeah. you were just a better professional they wouldn't even have to think of these things
3: you know and and the whole thing you know comes down to this for me steve is that there's a lot of he said he said with this Look, for the Pelicans, I could just say, hey, guys, you signed a guy that couldn't play more than 30 games and you gave him a max contract. So that's really on you. You decided to do it, so that's on you. All right, so I really don't feel bad because you you could have figured out something else, but this is what you did. Zion Williamson is exactly who he said he was months ago. Just like LeBron and just like Kevin Durant, you can no longer count on them to play. They are no longer givens for your team. I cannot count on LeBron James to be healthy all the way through the playoffs because the guy can't stay healthy. Same thing for Kevin Durant. I can't count on Katie to make it all the way through the playoffs for the Suns. Why? Because he can't stay healthy anymore. It's happening for Zion, but it's also happening early in his career. He's 22 still. You, he has he, he's, he's played in less than 30 games three of the last four years. Every single year of his professional career, and I count Duke in that, every single year of, of his career, you go back to his senior year of high school. He had big injury. Senior year of high school, big injury. Duke, big injury. Every year in the NBA, big injury. You don't suddenly start getting healthier. And 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 this is just who he is and you have to accept that that he is someone that you're never going to be able to count on, whether it's health whether it's the advice he's getting to stay out of the lineup, whether it's advice about his health, whatever it is, you can't count on him. The Pelicans can't count on him. No team can count on him to play 80 games or 65 games and be healthy for the players. He can't because he just can't stay healthy. And I wonder... Because the the big takeaway for me when I hear all these different storylines going on is that, no, you can never count on him. And he's, he's, like, he's like found money, right? Like it, whatever he plays, he plays. And you just have to hope one year he gets his injury out of the way early and can be healthy for the playoffs, just like LeBron, just like KD. You cannot count on him. You have to build without thinking he's going to be part of the team. He's been hurt way too often to think that. But when you – when you go back and forth with how things are and Zion's not gonna come back until he's ready and all of these things, this is a little conspiracy theory ish, but this is where it, it, it heads it heads to me for Zion is that does Team Zion, and by that I mean he and his, his stepfather, whoever else, you know, because he has independent uh, medical advice and that's why he didn't play, because independent medicals didn't clear him and, and the team cleared him, but he didn't get cleared that way because he still doesn't feel like he's Zion. <laughs> that
4: was what it was actually written as from the <laughs> independent know? medical advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does not, not gonna, feel like Zion.
3: Yeah, does not. That, that's on the thing. The doctor can sign that. Does not feel <laughs> like Zion. Um, I wonder how much of this is... Team Zion knows he's never going to be healthy enough to play an NBA season. They just know it, and they're just going to continue to play this out as long as they can, where Zion is still seen as an asset. Where, hey, no, we, early parts of season injuries, he's this, he's that. No, we want him to come back. We want him to be explosive and show you that he's great. But honestly, that's what I think of. I think if you had to say what's going on behind closed doors, all the evidence I see points to, we know the guy is never going to be healthy enough. And is he healthy enough to come back now? Probably not, like he could run up and down the floor for a couple of times, but how long is he going to make it in a game before he can't do it anymore? and And we want to pr- protect that and and when he actually does get on the floor, we want to show that he's dominant. so we we want to kind of not keep it a secret, but just sort of, hey, we understand exactly what he can do and what he's not going to be able to do. And a long-term career in the NBA is just not in the cards. So what we're hoping is we get him to play. He collects as much as money as possible. this season. Maybe gets another contract after this worth, worth a lot of money. He still gets money from the Jordan brand and the Zion gear that goes out there. But we know he is on borrowed time and can only play so much. So we're only going to let him play out there in spurts because we know he's going to spurt for a little while and then he's not going to be able to play. Maybe it's 15 games, maybe it's 30 games, but eventually then, because he's too big, because his body can't handle it, that yeah. hamstring injury is now something that will cost him a season. Um, a, you know, some kind of, of any kind of lower body injury, we're going to keep him out for a while. A back injury, whatever it is. So I wonder if that, they know that he's never going to be able to play and they're just kind of playing out the string as long as possible.
4: And it was not a three week hamstring injury. Three months, it turned out. And the guy hasn't turned 23 yet and to be fair when we're talking money owed to him they already after as you referenced gave him the huge contract extension that starts kicking in next season he's still finishing his original deal right now drafted number one overall and then the team options picked up that's what's ending right now so his salary that they haven't been paying quote that much for a guy with his talent the original few years in the league his salary's going from about 10 mil to 30 mil starting next year
3: mm. just to just to know next year oh now we're we'll start paying him oh great Great. <laughs> I guess you could be saying, "Well, we don't. We haven't really started paying him yet because he's been hurt." But the other the other thing is, no, no, no. Oh, he yeah, still hasn't now. been healthy, yeah. and now you're now you're not going to start paying him till next year. So I guess it's kind of how you look at it. Do you want to say, hey, "I'm glad we're not paying him now," but then next year when he's not healthy, you're really you're just starting out to pay him. Oh, I, man. This is really something. But again, you just can't count on him ever again. He and, and who knows how long he's going to play. The a couple, four years. It's yeah. just
4: he's not. I'll, I'll say it again. He's not a seven footer. He's not even six eight, and you can't be carrying that much weight.
3: Mm. I mean, at what? Two more years? Three years? How much long? Really? How much longer do you think he can play? Three more years? How much longer until he's in the – the, there's a reason why Greg Oden trends every time Zion trends. <laughs> How long is he going to play? How long can he play? How much longer does he have? Really. That's what it is. You can't count on him, and you can look at his NBA career in, in a finite amount of time.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Steve Disager, in for Harmon tonight. Tonight's show brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn. That's right. Everything you earned is doubled. Seriously. See terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Now, we are on the cusp of, after hearing what I heard today, Steve, we could be on the cusp of what could be the greatest troll job the NFL has ever seen. All
4: right? Now, this is your take on the press conference?
3: Th- this is this is we we heard from Odell Beckham today, mm-hmm. who met the media for the first time as a member of the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens giving Odell Beckham way more money than anybody else would have. 1 year, 15 million could be as much as 18 million. Yeah, and we heard that behind closed doors, he and Lamar Jackson had talked about winning a Super Bowl together and potentially this is a great partnership and they each congratulate each other on Instagram and they went out to the club that night and celebrated, oh, maybe Lamar Jackson's coming back. Well, here was Odell Beckham today when he was asked, hey, so Lamar's coming back, right? It's going to be you guys together forever, right? Well, here's Odell.
2: I didn't get any assurances for anything. You know, life's uncertain. To me, it just was excited about the possibility of that. You know, my thoughts would be that he would be here. I know that these two want him to be here. You know, at the end of the day, that's, that's going to be up to them.
3: Okay, so they, no, nah, I didn't get assurances. Okay, now let, let's look at what we, what we have talked about. This is something that clearly they've talked about and Lamar is understanding that the landscape right now does not favor him. He may need to go back to the Ravens for a year, prove he is healthy and still Lamar Jackson and then hit free agency a year from now and then try to get that big contract. Right. That's kind of what we've talked about. But what if and I'm just saying, what if what if, Steve, this is the Biggest troll job we have ever seen. And Lamar Jackson's goal was just to get Odell Beckham paid because they're <laughs> friends. Think about it, right? Odell Beckham, we said it when it happened. He would have signed with anyone. He doesn't care as long as he gets paid. He would have signed with anybody who was going to give him $15 million a year. Yeah, oh, I, I do think he are.
4: was dreaming yeah. of Baltimore.
3: No, 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 no. The Jets want to give you seven or eight million. Oh, boy, the Jets are great. They're going to get Rodgers. I'm going to be part of a great team. Well, the Ravens may stink and they may not have, but the 15 million? Yes, absolutely. So I get it, right? A team's going to give you 15 million. He would go anywhere to the highest bidder. What if this is Lamar Jackson saying, Hey, Odell, I can get you paid? Let's just talk about this like we're behind closed doors and now I'm going to come back and everything else. And and the Ravens, they'll call you. If they offer you a lot of money, you take it. And and maybe I'm there, maybe I'm not. But no matter what happens, we get you paid. And really – That's what we're looking at. And Odell would say, okay, so do you really think you might come? Well, honest between you and I, no, I'm not. I'm done. I can't stand that place. I got to get out. I'm never going to play there again. But if they think I'm coming back, they'll give you money. Would you care about that? No, not at all. I'm getting $15 million. Okay, great. And then everything is now back to where it was. Lamar's not going to suit up. If they franchise him, he's not going to show up, and it's going to be, yeah, you thought I was coming back. I never said I was coming back, but you paid Odell. Congratulations, Odell. There's a the peace sign. Peace, Odell. You go do it. And I'm going to hold out and make the Ravens trade me. And it's the biggest troll job we've seen in the NFL that this was just done by Lamar Jackson Odell to get him paid, and that was it. Just, th- just I know I'm getting out there a little bit, but just think if, if that was what this was all about I still can't stand the Ravens but hey you'll love coach you'll love some of the organization it's a it's a good place to play all the other things I just can't deal with it anymore I can't deal with Peshoti I can't you can go there for one year make your 15 million that nobody else is gonna pay you it's all good and you walk away with more money and I walk away knowing that I got one more time I got over on the Ravens what if that was the case Steven it's the mm. biggest troll job in the history of the NFL
4: that sounds like a- a theory coming from a host who say in second grade told his buddy you vote for me and i'll vote for you for class president and then it turns well, out he doesn't vote for his buddy for class
3: president it gets me it gets me thinking about stuff like this so no, you need somebody to think about things like this you need different thoughts out there you can't everybody saying the same thing
4: well put it this way they still don't have lamar jackson as their quarterback right i mean mm-hmm. this is this has gone on way too long uh, for just me as a general fan, not a fan necessarily of that team. It's just the story has gone on too long, for crying out loud. So, okay, I'm with you so far, because the wide receiver is in. He is signed. He is Baltimore's, and with that wide receiver crew that they've had for years, you know, he's the wide receiver, let's be honest. On Yes, they throw to the tight end a lot, but he's the guy. He's already, before he even gets one pass in a Ravens uniform, he's the leader of that crew.
3: Mm. Steve you know who else doesn't have a quarterback The Jets We have have two quarterbacks We have our second string quarterback And our third string quarterback You have Zach Wilson we're good. We have Zach Wilson and we have Aaron Rodgers' backup from a couple. Uh, Aaron of years Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer. Jason. That is the it, definition
4: but... of those who have two quarterbacks don't have a quarterback. Steve, right. Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer, correct? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah.
3: We actually have three because we still have Chris Streveler as well. But uh, oh, well wow, then, yeah. Yeah. the Jets have already look. The Jets have already said they don't have a guy now, and still Zach Wilson's the number two quarterback. We don't, we don't have – can I at least be on the top of the list? But no, you're still number two. Number one is just an open spot. Is
4: Beckham the number right two now. quarterback at Baltimore's roster <laughs> as of now?
3: And he's also number one in the Jets. That's there. <laughs> uh, Nay, another big quarterback story coming up next, Fox.